0: This is Hello Boss Girl with Carrie Ramsey
1: on 91X. Each week explore big ideas from Boss Girl startups in the Quinte region through conversations with female founders. Hi, I'm your host Carrie Ramsey and I'm really looking forward to speaking with today's guest. She is a talented graphic designer, a published author and illustrator, as well as a professor uh, here at Loyalist College, and she is a great girl boss to talk to today. Peggy Collins is the brains behind The Bookery, a full-service design firm offering brand development and support for businesses of all sizes. Welcome to the show, Peggy. Hi, Carrie. So nice to be here. Great to have you. And we've actually known each other for qu- quite a few years now. Really I didn't time. take the time to think of how many years, but it's probably been more than a decade. And the exciting thing is that uh, Peggy teaches graphic design here at the college in communities throughout the province, in fact, beyond the province. She works with international illustrators and authors to up their game. So it's great to have you because you're going to share some of your insights as well from your business. So I am. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So one of the quotes that sticks with me is the one by picasso that says all children are artists but the problem is to remain an artist when we grow up so when did you first realize you were an artist
2: um the instant i picked up a pencil for the first time (laughs) um and my i come from a long line of artists so pretty much everyone on my mom's side of the family is an artist um and my dad's a storyteller so i was pretty much uh, going to do this from the outset. Um, I go visit schools all the time and the first thing I show them is the book I made in grade one Fantastic. <laughs> because um, I like them to see what my art looked like then so that they know that it takes a lot of work. So what was
1: that first book about? <laughs> what, what did you write about?
2: About snowmen Excellent and snow <laughs> which is ironic yes. because one of my very first books as an author illustrator was also about the snow. That's
1: right and my kids loved that book of yours so yes. it was called In the Snow yes. in fact. That Fantastic. Is. Well I mean as Canadians what more are we going to write about (laughs) six months of the year we're surrounded by it so your inspiration comes from where then because you are always drawing there's rarely a time i see you without a pad of paper a pencil or or something so where do you get your inspiration from
2: um, everything mm-hmm. uh, there's very little that doesn't inspire me <laughs> um, I see faces and everywhere and I believe that everything has a story so it doesn't really matter what um, what I'm doing chances are my mind is wandering just a little bit and imagining <laughs> imagining a life beyond the the ordinary of what of what you're looking at I guess
1: and that strikes me as very typical of artists I can see you as a child looking out of the school window daydreaming <laughs> yes. and thinking <laughs> thinking about the next thing you're gonna draw or doodling doodling doodling, constantly. Yeah, lots of doodling. absolutely right. so what are some mm-hmm. things that you're doodling right now what are you working on now whether in your studio or uh, anything coming up what's what are you working on now
2: um, right now I'm doing quite a bit of writing mm-hmm. so I'm working on a picture book manuscript um, about a service dog it's sort of a real life real life picture book story idea. Um, and I am working with a publisher on it. I can't say yeah, which one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting. I'll be illustrating it as well. Um, so I'm doodling a lot of dogs right now wow. and, and, uh, figuring out what my character is going to look like. Um, I'm also writing and working on a novel, uh, I can't divulge too much about that because it's still a work in progress. It's probably going to take me 100 years. <laughs> um, I'm working with a lot of authors and illustrators to put their books together. So as a bookery, that's, um, I work as an advisor to, to do that. Um, what else? I'm working on a lot of different things. Um, and I've, I've, I'm always doodling different stories. So I have a, a story that I'm really in love with right now about a Sasquatch and a snail. That oh is existing in the margins of, of all my things? So. I think
1: I think I'll have to get that one because I can't even imagine where that story is going to go. Yeah. Now besides running a business and teaching, you're also raising a family mm-hmm. and uh, are your kids you know into art as well? Biosmosis? are they just surrounded by it and therefore they also are picking up? Paint brushes yes. and pens.
2: Yeah, my daughter especially is really. Um, she's super, super creative. My son is really creative, but he's also highly analytical, um, and so he's very. He's a very literal person. Uh, tells great stories. He's he's a very good auditory storyteller and incredible artist. Um, but he needs a bit more prodding to get things going. Whereas my daughter will stay up until midnight writing little post-it notes all over a room of songs and stories and and things and drawings that she's creating. So yeah, amazing. And they're a constant inspiration. Like the words that come out of their mouths always been sort of the ideas that take shape. Now they're telling me that I can, <laughs> if they come with a good idea, they're like, you can't use that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Copyrighted. So, yeah. So they're well, it's like to Picasso said, now. all children are born artists, <laughs> exactly. right? And yeah. so some of the best ideas really come from that Absolutely. youthful, just uninhibited Open. Open, crazy idea. Yeah. Phase. Yeah. Well, your life is surrounded by color. So we're actually going to play a song that's about color a little bit. I think you like this group because if I'm not mistaken, you and I were at a same concert we with The Good Lovelies, who uh, <laughs> are a great Canadian trio of girl bosses, I call them. Mm-hmm. This song is I See Gold from the 2018 Shapeshifters album. And this is The Good Lovelies on 91X.
0: When I give the song for an hour in bed by a thread. One word and I'll be standing guard. My baby's call is my call to arms. My skin like bones bleach white. marked blue by another night Leaning hard though I'm running. I feel a change coming. They say you don't get Everything's gonna be alright Golden shadows flicker in the night Let it go, let it go Everything's gonna be alright
1: What a great song. I try to make it a habit, actually, of singing the good lovelies at least once a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, our Canadian bands don't get enough support, I find. And they have to tour constantly, it seems, just to make a living. So anytime we can listen to those girl bosses, I think it helps out. And that one's pretty inspirational. It's about being a mom. It's about being, you know, working. And and it's about color. And your life is
2: pretty color. Yeah, it makes me cry my eyes out every time I hear it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great song. I agree. So let's shift gears and talk about visual design a little bit in okay. terms of businesses, mm-hmm. because entrepreneurs everywhere are realizing the importance of the visual identity of their brand. So can you share one big idea for uh, creating visual brand ideas that are not just meaningful, but memorable as well?
2: Um, I think when you're creating a visual brand, you really need to focus on you and and what you bring to the world and it's it sounds like a pretty big concept but it can be boiled down really quite simply to a couple of words um and figuring out what what you really want to do and what you want it to look like um also finding out what you like and what you respond to is a really great way to figure out what's going to work for you and the answer is different for everyone um clean is good, uh, clear is excellent, um, simple is exceptional, um, and keeping all those things in mind as you're moving forward and not cluttering up your message with, with visuals. Sometimes the the visual is the text and your name, and, and you don't need more than that. Sometimes it's the color, sometimes there's a logo involved, um, but in every single case, it's an individual solution. So um, That's why you need to hire a designer. (laughs) That's a great tip. I (laughs) mean,
1: just thinking, like you've talked about clean and clear, and I think some people think it has to be super fancy or complicated Mm – but in fact, some of the some of the best logos, if we think about them, are the simplest. It's exactly. Like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. What about the use of color when mm-hmm. it comes to visual identity? I know color says a lot. Yeah, it is, is that is that individual as well? Do you think, or are there certain colors that mean certain things to people?
2: Um, it's definitely individual. I think that. Um, Obviously, you know, the color green, it represents money, but it also re- represents nature and earth. And so um, if you're going for something more more in that direction, then obviously green is going to be your color. Uh, red is a highly impactful color. When it's used in certain values, it stands for one thing. And when it's used in a high gloss against black and white, it stands for something different. Um it's a call to action color, lots of people use it. But uh, again, with color, you wanna keep it simple. It's not um, picking you know, one main color or two colors that work well together uh, is kind of key in delivering your message and keeping that consistent throughout all your branding can be really helpful for uh, people who see your stuff in one place and then see it in another place and, um, aren't confused by the message. A lot of times what's happening with students in particular is their message is confused. They have these wonderful business cards, but then you see all the other things that they have and they don't match. And so um, what I try to do is make sure that they have a consistent brand and it could just be the font that they're using and the color that they've chosen. And that's sometimes enough to to make it consistent. It really depends on what it is that you're selling.
1: Yeah, consistency, that makes a lot of sense. So whether it's your business card, and that should extend to your social media site, Mm -hmm. and that should extend to your website.
2: Everything.
1: uh, Your gift bags, whatever, your T-shirts, your your trade fair booth, it all, when we see those colors together, and it's nice to see some unusual combinations. I mean, those, to me, do catch my eye from time to time. It doesn't have to be complicated, but eye-catching in some way. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if we're not graphic designers, we sit down with a graphic designer, um, such as yourself at the bookery, or perhaps, you know, another, and we have this conversation. I guess that's the starting point, I suppose.
2: It is. The starting point is always a conversation, um, talking about ideas, uh, what you actually want to do, what your vision is, which changes over time. So you want to create a visual identity that's adaptable to change, um, that you can shift ever so slightly to whatever direction you want to go in. Um, So it's an idea. And then it's drafts, sometimes many, many drafts of an idea. Sometimes it's very quick and you never really know, (laughs) you never really know how it's going to unfold. Um, sometimes it's remarkably easy and a little too easy. Um, and other times it seems like a struggle from the get go. And, um, sometimes I'll have a client, I have a client right now, um, that I'm, I'm really struggling with because I really love their vision, but I, I'm finding it hard to dedicate the amount of time that Mm -hmm. I need to dedicate to the vision that they have. Um, because it's, taking a lot longer than I thought it would so yeah. sometimes that happens and and um, it's trying to find the balance of whether you should advise them to find somebody else that may be able to realize their vision a little better um, or to set aside the time to actually deal with it
1: right so and what about someone who maybe have a logo they're listening and they're like you know what I you know this logo was created for me or I made it myself and I really don't like it mm-hmm. I it doesn't say who I am or capture that what is your advice for someone looking to rebrand or to change their visual identity is it something you recommend is a good thing if we're trying to be consistent or how can you do that without losing your audience i guess
2: um i'd say it's definitely important especially if it's something that you're not that you yourself aren't buying into you have to create an image that you love uh, because if you don't love it nobody else is going to love it um so definitely uh if you're in that position, you before you talk to a designer, the things you should gather are things you love, um, things that inspire you, uh, other logos that you think are really great, um, your own logo, and some ideas about what you want to see change, because then you're spending less time trying to figure that stuff out, and you're giving more to the designer to say, hey, okay, these are my ideas. Because it's a lot easier to start with something than to start with nothing. So it's actually a nice challenge to rebrand somebody, um, because they're they're starting from a place where they're not happy and they have a better idea of where they want to go, it's much harder when you have somebody who has no idea what where they want to go. For so sure. there's a series of branding exercises that we do um, to get you to figure out what you want to do right? Um, but it is a process and it's it's kind of a soul searching process in a lot of ways Um, but it does work
1: and it's so rewarding at the end of it when you see it that's what that's it that's visually what I couldn't express one thing I think graphic designers don't get enough respect and you know everyone thinks they can do it on their own (laughs) so here's a song for Peggy and all (laughs) of the graphic designers out there this is Respect by Aretha Franklin recorded back in 1967 and played here today on 91X listening to Making It Small on one x And I'm Carrie Ramsey. And in the studio with me here today is Peggy Collins of the Bookery. So we've been talking about visual branding. And I, I know that beyond, you know, your art and uh, illustrating and teaching, you also support a lot of community causes. So I was wondering if you could tell us about one or two of those that are near and dear
2: to your heart. Sure. Um, probably the biggest commitment that I have outside of all of those things is the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Um, it's a worldwide organization organization that supports people who write and illustrate books for kids. Um, We put together a conference every year, which is very labor intensive, but a lot of fun where we bring in agents and editors, mainly from the States, um, and have a a small group of members between about, you know, 60 to 70 people come and work with them for the weekend in a very workshop oriented setting. Um, I'm just the illustrator coordinator. So my job is to support emerging and existing illustrators in their careers and help point them in the right direction. Um, Sometimes I have lots of time for this and sometimes (laughs) not so much. Um, There's a fair amount of design work involved with that too um, and just answering a lot of questions, but it's a really amazing organization. And they hold an
1: annual conference too, Yeah, we have
2: two annual conferences. We have one in New York City in February and we have another one in LA in the summertime. Great. Um, And so I get to go to New York every year to, to go meet all the other people that do what I do for all their other regions um and it's a really inspiring group it's it's hard when you're working for yourself um and you're working in such a closed-in environment all the time and you don't get to meet with other people that do what you do and totally geek out about picture books so it's really really great to to sit around a room and like geek out about picture books and you know
1: i think that's a really good point because whether you're an author an illustrator or you know you have your own home business of some type you know operated from uh, you know, like you say, a, a certain space that's maybe removed from others mm-hmm. that can get lonely. It, it can does. get discouraging. And I think it's really important to, we call it networking, mm-hmm. but you know, go to conferences, go to some of these meetups that happen because you draw inspiration and ideas and a little bit encouragement. So everyone goes back a little bit more inspired and yeah and that's really important to keep going because absolutely. we're looking at not just making it small as businesses but making it big eventually yeah. right and 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 to make it big as we say you have to make it small so that's one of those I think elements that keeps you going absolutely and hanging in there sometimes when it's not easy
2: it's a hard business mm-hmm. uh, picture books everyone thinks they can write one and and illustrate them but it's actually really hard and a lot of discouragement a very competitive and a lot of very very competitive for very, sure. um, you think you're on one path, and then then the next thing you know, that's not the path that you're on. So um, so it's great to be able to commiserate, celebrate, and and work with, with other people Absolutely. in the same boat, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, so what's coming up? You've mentioned that conference. What else is coming up uh, in the coming months for the bookery? Um,
2: uh, the bookery? We. Uh, we. It's just me. <laughs> I should have more people. It's the royal we. Um, the royal we. I'm actually starting to have to turn down jobs. So um, I, I'm i learning that what – I, when I started out, I was working with my own files and the, and my own clients. Um, and so I knew what to expect. Um, as I've branched out, I've started taking on other people's, other people's work and fixing it for them, which, um, is a lot more time consuming and challenging mm-hmm. than, than I expected. So I've lost a bit of time <laughs> on, on those jobs, time and money. Um, but I'm learning. So, uh, so I'm rejigging what I'm offering and repricing those things so that I'm not losing on <laughs> life because of, because of jobs. That and are that's taking crucial, much. right?
1: To adjust as we yeah. go to be adaptable and not, you know, just throw it all away because, mm-hmm. okay, that got a little tough or no, we can actually respond to that and, yeah. And zig and zag where we need
2: to. Yeah, I'm pretty I good at zig- <laughs> zigging and zagging. That's what I do all of the time. That's what we women do. Yeah. That's life. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of the other things that I've been working with Morningstar Mission in Napanee. Um, I did a, a placemat for a fundraiser that outlined where all the homeless people were sleeping in Napanee, which, um, as I was working on it, uh, was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Sorry, it's my community. Sure, and you just don't realize. So, having sorry, emotional. Yeah, in small communities, <laughs> having, you don't expect.
1: You expect it to no. be a big city problem. Yeah, and I think that across Quinty, we're being more aware that this is mm-hmm. a social problem, it and we, social it needs problem. to be dealt with. There's deep roots. Yeah,
2: and the thing about um, having your own business is you're always wondering how you can contribute. Mm-hmm. And as an artist, um, there's lots of ways. There's lots of ways I can contribute, and um, it's not just it's not monetary. And and so it's really Absolutely. nice to be able to do that. So as much as I can, um, I will do that. I go and I paint murals at my kids' schools, and I do lots of things locally that um, are just meaningful and fun. And I know
1: they have a community garden in that area yes, as well. and do. we, we were, our family was driving through the other day, <laughs> and we saw this uh, palette that was painted by you, yep. and I had never seen it. And my kids are like, didn't isn't that Peggy Collins art <laughs> right there and there you were and and that was exciting that's yeah. part of the fabric of the community and yeah and I think that when we have a talent it's we don't want to just keep it to ourselves we shouldn't not just for pay, obviously, too, but to yeah. just inspire those around us and hopefully make our communities better.
2: Well, we have a great community. It's a really it's a really vibrant arts community Absolutely. in Napanee. Yeah. I was really surprised when I moved there, wow. actually, um, to find so many supportive, amazing people. Uh, Tim Nimigan, he spearheaded that palette project. Hmm. So there's palettes all over Napanee from artists. I've done two of them. Brilliant. Um, I'm finishing up a third, like, community project. Um, we're doing uh, lots of stuff at LNS Cafe where I have my studio upstairs. It's a great place for pie and lunch. <laughs> um, but uh, she's also she's like the fabric of the community. And she's the one that's brought me in there to do all sorts of things. Um,
1: yeah, fantastic. That's, that's good. Fantastic. So let's just wrap up a little bit today with maybe a song that makes you feel great that maybe gets you up and dancing. Is there one that just when you hear this song, just all is right. And the colors, the colors come to life in your world?
2: Yes. Um anything from the Big, big Night soundtrack. Uh, I can't. I moved my desk to a standing desk just because of this this soundtrack actually. Um and uh, it's making me healthier and happier. Well, so. then
1: let's play a cut from that because we want to see Peggy dance. So, this is Il Pesce Vendolo by Matteo Salvatore and we hope you enjoy it here on 91X.
3: Mi sento allegro stamattina, gli aiutate la rete mera. Tanti pesci e peschetta, e mi sento a te grida. Uè, lo pesce dalla mera e tre, le peschette stamattina, gli ruvino a e perché, E perché gli ne scusate, corrite femmina del paese, aiutate la bancarella. M'ètta villa dindra la funella, ietra la frida dindra la patella. We lu pesca la e triglia, le pescheta stamattina. Lo vnim po don e perché e perché gli me scusan. Corrit fema na dolu paese, la bancarella. M'ètta villa dindra la funella, ietra la frida la patella.
1: All right. Wonderful song. I'm really in the mood for Italian food now. I don't know about you, but maybe we could do pizza after this. I think we should. All right. We'll find a place. So any tips for someone out there who's listening, who might be thinking of opening a new business? It's a daunting process, but any tips for uh, a girl boss aspiring, you know, to open a business?
2: I'd say don't do what I did. Which was, yeah, what are <laughs> Which some of those just, lessons you learned? Um, just go for it without mm-hmm. really planning. Um, when I went to school, I'm a Sheridan grad, uh, we didn't get a whole lot of business planning. Mm. Um, so freelancing is kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of business when you don't have that. So I would suggest talking to your local business um, organization. I did meet with the Napanee one, uh, Tracy Snow. She was awesome. She set me down and tried to get, tried to get me to make a schedule <laughs> I have yet. To to do that. Um, but uh, I would say get organized, um, network like crazy. You never know when your next job is going to come. Um, my, my favorite story that I tell my students all the time is uh, I was at a craft fair um, back when I was making costumes for kids uh, when I, my daughter was little. Um, and this woman came out to me and she said, well, you know, would you like to do some work for, work for us uh, for Queens? And I said, well, yeah, sure. I can do some. So I started doing some graphic design work. And then she asked me if I did comic books. And I said, well, I don't do comic books because um, it wasn't really my thing. And uh, and so I was looking around for another illustrator that she could use. And she said, well, we'd really like to work with you Uh Anyway, that was 10 years ago. Um, I do do comic books because I had <laughs> asked for a, uh, a quote for their budget um, for comic books. And suddenly I was able to, <laughs> to, suddenly I to can do comics. To, to do comics. Um, and so it's turned into a very long term, long term thing. So I work a lot with Queen's University in the Aboriginal Access to Engineering group. Um, and that and really came because know. you said yes, right? Yeah, and you yeah. just never know another story. Uh, wow. I don't know if we have time, but um, when I was working upstairs as a graphic designer here, so I worked in the marketing department at Loyalist College for 12 years, um... I overlapped with that with teaching a little bit. And uh, a man walked into my office, and he saw a picture on the wall that I had drawn, and he said, did you do that? And I said, well, yeah, this is my side business. And and so from that, I actually got a job with Fraser Papers out of California, doing a huge paper promotion that won a bunch of applied arts awards and other things like that, Mm. Um, doing some paper engineering with some animals, (laughs) which was really fun. Um, And it was enough to make a down payment on a house. So it was a really good job, um, just from somebody walking in my office and asking me about something else that I did so you just never know where that next big contact is, but you know if you're authentic and you're, you're proud of what you do and you you're not you're not shoving it in people's faces, but you're um you know you're not afraid to talk about it. That's probably. The best way to to get more contacts because it's all about the people that you know.
1: Absolutely. And I always say it's not bragging if it's fact. You yeah. know, it's this is what I do and this is what I can do. Yeah. So it's been exciting. Thank you so much for being our thank guest so today. Much. We really appreciate it. We actually have a little gift for you here oh. today. <laughs> it's courtesy of the Bay of Quinte Regional Marketing Board and the Small Business Center here at Loyalist College. Uh, we want to thank also our listeners today. My name is Carrie Ramsey, and we hope you'll join us again next time on Making It Small here on 91X. So just as we wrap up, do you have an inspirational quote that you want to share with the listeners today?
2: Um, I like this quote uh, by Rabindranath Tagore. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It says, uh, the butterfly counts, not months, but moments, and has time enough. And I think as an artist, you have to stay in the moment. Um, as a parent, you have to stay in the moment. As a teacher, you have to stay in the moment. And so um, I try try really hard to do that in everything.
1: That's fantastic advice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We'll share that quote on our social media sites mm-hmm. as well so people can check that out. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming in the studio today and sharing all these colorful thoughts and ideas with us. We have a little gift for you today to take home with you. Uh, it's courtesy of the Bay of Quinty Regional Marketing Board and the Small Business Center here at Loyalist College. So thank you so much for participating in our program today. We also want to thank Kathleen Rankin, who's producing the show for us, and our all of you listeners today. My name is Carrie Ramsey, and we hope you'll join us next time.
0: For more big ideas from Boss Girl Startups, follow Hello Boss Girl on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and hear
1: more conversations with female founders and boss girls from the Quinty region each week at this time on Alternative Radio 91X.